all long for Eden, and we are constantly glimpsing it, our whole nature at its best and least corrupted, its gentlest and most human, is soaked with a sense of exile. From J.R.R. Tolkien, 1892-1973 Hello everyone, this is Rob McCall with the Aonajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for November 6th to 13th, 2020, the last quarter of the Hunter's Moon. Here are some unnatural events. We feed the crows every day at our headquarters here in West Brooklyn, up above the mighty Benjamin River. We find it salubrious to study what they do and how they get along with each other, since they're intelligent social animals, as we claim to be. Crows are susceptible to epidemics, too. West Nile virus can devastate a local population. So we get to know them, and they get to know us, and they hang around the back porch for popcorn at the same time every day, making us wonder if we're training them or they're training us. So I thought it might be interesting to ask the crows what they thought of the election campaigns that have been holding our attention of late, The crows looked back and forth at each other, then back at me, and then at each other, and then returned to eating their popcorn, chatting with each other, squabbling, and flying off with beaks full of corn to be stashed in the field. Somehow this historic event we humans were playing out, with its sound and fury, its violence and even death, and its cost of around $14 billion, seemed to mean nothing to the crows. Nothing. Neither does the pandemic, nor Johnny Depp's troubles, nor the NFL, nor the CIA, FBI, IRS, or NSA. All these things mean nothing to the crows, who have been on this same planet far longer than we have, descended as they are directly from the dinosaurs, and have been our neighbors and companions ever since humans walked upright. They do not care a whit. But if Rebecca comes out the door with a fresh batch of popcorn, they're hanging around the branches overhead on full alert. They seem to have their priorities straight. That's why we find it salubrious to study them. And here's a field and forest report. Some of us will remember a time when the bark of an American beech tree trunk was so smooth and beautiful you wanted to caress it or carve your initials in it. It looked like the skin of an elephant, smooth, gray. In a beech grove you could imagine you were standing in a herd of elephants. Well, those days are mostly gone now because of the beech bark disease. American beech, Fagus grandifolia, in the wild is now likely to have scarred, gnarled, and pockmarked bark due to the ravages of a tiny scale insect 
that burrows into the bark, allowing for a nasty pathogen to get in and cause devastating cankers, or cancers, if you will, that slowly destroy the tree. Once prized as one of the hardest of hardwoods, useful for tools and work surfaces, infected trees are now good only for firewood. The insect comes from Europe and has been spreading slowly westward since the 1930s, now showing up in Michigan and beyond. On the bright side, a certain number of beaches seem to be immune and, over time, may replace the diseased trees. So this magnificent tree still has a future in our forests. So this brings us to a rank opinion. Crows die by the thousands from a virus, just like us. Beech trees die by the thousands from a cancer, just like us. Research continues to show that we are genetically related to other creatures and they to us, and that we depend entirely on the complex interactions of other things for our survival. And yet, we continue to hold to the myth of human superiority and independence. We continue to use other living things as natural resources that are ours to do with as we will. We still act as though we own it all. We still take what's not ours. We have somehow forgotten that this is what has got us thrown out of the garden in the first place. And finally, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you. First from the third chapter of Genesis, from around 950 BCE. He drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the angels in a sword, flaming and turning to guard the way. And from Joni Mitchell, we are stardust, we are golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.